Welcome to Stone by Stone, a show where we tell you the stories about how God is building the lives and the ministry of Temple Baptist Church. I'm your host, Jacob Ambrose, and today we are here with Zach Husser. Zach, I just want to say I feel honored to be in this chair today. Yeah. The host chair. Yeah. I feel feel very special. Yeah. If only we had video so people could see we're not actually sitting in different chairs. That's actually true. We're literally... not have told them. They would have never known. Dang it. Do you want to re-record? We're we're already a few seconds in. This is it. This is it. It's kind of like Christmas or Thanksgiving when you get to sit at the... You know, the adult table I get to sit in yeah. this year. Anyway. Well, I feel like there could have been some people out there who you started you started the intro. Yeah. And maybe, I don't know, it could have gone either way. People were thinking, ah, oh, Zach's not on the show today. Mm. Or they might have been thinking Zach's not on the show today. So there right. could have been excitement when my voice came in. Or there could have been, ah, oh, it's going to be one of those. And that, we'll never know. Yep. That well, could look- be my wife who's one of those. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of those. All right. We're reversing the roles today because today we're talking about the necessity of of corporate worship and you being the worship guy it's only right for you to take the lead on today and uh just give us mm-hmm. um give us some content and so we're, we're looking yeah. forward to that and you know if we're not careful um it's, it's very easy for us to get stuck in the rut of simply going to church mm-hmm. you know especially if we grew up in a church culture much like the south much like where you and i are now it's very easy to just get stuck in that and you know what going to church mm-hmm. is just what we do. So I think that today we'll be able to clarify that and talk about that more. Mm-hmm. So Zach, let's talk today. Yeah. Why do we gather as the body of Christ? Well, one, Jacob, you say I'm the worship guy. We can't forget in another life, uh, in yeah, a former yeah, yeah. life, Jacob was also a worship guy. Former he life. was the modern worship leader at Summer right. Grove Baptist right. Church over in Shreveport. Man, you yeah. think his jeans are tight now? They were probably tighter. <laughs> Then he had a yeah. probably cooler, hipper haircut. Yeah, probably. But now he's more bit. transitioned into dad life. He's a young adults minister, yeah. more stable. Like things, th- right. things are different for Jacob. But in a former life, yes. Jacob was the worship guy. And I am retired now, and I only get brought out of retirement <laughs> in desperate situations. <laughs> it is Jacob really enjoys being the third string because yes. he feels uh, like maybe there's fourth very, string. Well, I enjoy that though. Either way, low expectations. Also. <laughs> I'm not the only worship guy at this church. I'm the associate minister of music. That's right. My boy Jeremy Asher, the yes. minister of music, is also a worship guy, um, and we really appreciate him and his ministry here. But hey, let's let, let's get into this. Yeah. First, I want to establish what are we talking about when we're even discussing corporate worship? Because you know, worship means different things uh, in, in in the in the Bible. Because you know, we there's 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 Greek. Greek words in the New Testament that could be translated into worship. Some of them might not be translated into worship. So let me give an overview of what we're talking about today. We're talking about when the people of God gather together, and like Paul says in in, in Colossians three, uh, you know, we let the word of Christ dwell richly among us. So we hear the preaching of the word, uh, we sing together, we partake in the Lord's supper together. Um, these are all things. This is I consider an event of corporate worship. Now there's. Worship in the sense of as a lifestyle, yes, our life expression is worship. We respond to who God is continually with the way we live our life. We're not really focusing on that aspect today. We're talking about the event of of corporate worship today. And the purpose of corporate worship, this is always something that's been really helpful to me. One of my seminary professors uh, gave me this acronym. Is this an acronym where each... You, you say yeah, a word, and each word means something. Yeah, I feel good. Good, about that. it's an acronym. Doctor Sharp, shout out! I have to take you one more time in my uh, in my in my masters. So if if you hear this, which I know you're not going to, but if you hear this, maybe this is like bonus points for getting a shout yeah. out on the church podcast. Doesn't anyway, to ask. 
This is really important, guys. This is a good acronym for the way for us to think about the corporate worship gathering and what we do in it. And it's GET. Get sounds like my grandpa telling the dog to get off the porch. Get, <laughs> that's right. Get out. No, get, <laughs> and this is what it stands for. G E T. Get. It stands for glorify, edify, and testify. When we gather, we glorify God with with the preaching and singing and Lord's Supper and elements like that. We edify each other through those things. So you know, worship is horizontal. You know, vertical. We sing to God and horizontal. We encourage each other, edify each other through the worship experience. And together, this is really important. I think we forget this. We testify to the goodness of God and we testify to each other. And hopefully if we have non-believers come in, we testify to them how, how good God has been in our life, how he's brought salvation to us. And we testify together. Again, that's get glorify, edify, testify. And we do that through the different elements yeah. We partake in, uh, and, and again, those elements are in Baptist life. You have Lord's Supper. Um, you have we have a prayer time. We collect we pr- collectively pray together yeah. each week. We sing, uh, and that's really important. And the most important, uh, I, I would argue, is the preaching of God's that's word. Right. Um, and let me tell you why I think preaching is the most important part of the weekly gathering, not to minimize all the other things that we do, but preaching is the most important part because that is the main course of corporate discipleship in the church. We talk about D groups and and, and Sunday school classes, and all those are forms of discipleship, and those are group discipleship. However, those are, uh, you know, different small sections of the church. When the church gathers and Dr. Reggie or whoever preaches, that's the only way for the church as a whole to get one corporate vision and to be discipled on the same path. Like it's the only way for us to know we all heard the same word. Like if, like this past week we heard a, um, we heard a word on the need for community. Yes. Ideally we were all brought further along in our understanding Mm. of of the idea of why it's important to have biblical community. And, you know, people hopefully listen to our podcast where we talked about community or they talked about in their Sunday school class. But the only way we can be sure everybody's unified and on the same page is when it's preached on a Sunday morning. And so that's really important. It unifies uh, the body of Christ. Singing is also another means of corporate discipleship because I've heard it said this way. I don't know if this statistic is true. I think Lifeway put this out. But they, they said that like 70% of a church's theology uh, mm. is represented in their singing. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that really is kind of true. You yeah. know, you, you learn your theology through singing. So we, we try to be really intentional with yeah. how we pick our songs and kind of have a different range of songs and different topics. Yeah. Because uh, the, uh, one, of the, one of the guys I, I read, uh, Zach Hicks, he wrote a book called The Worship Pastor. He said the worship pastor is the theological dietitian. Oh, wow. How about that? How about that? That's not my own. I gave him credit. Yeah. Um, but no, we, we, we give our people a solid diet of theological content through, through, uh, through the singing, but also, again, through the preaching. And these yeah. are really important. So when we gather together, again, we glorify God, we edify each other, and we testify to the goodness of God. Yeah, and I'll, I'll add there, I love how you brought up the, the horizontal and vertical aspect of worship. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that before. I think we discussed it about two years ago. Yep. But but you know, there's there's the vertical aspect of worship and where we're yep. worshiping the Lord and in, in, in our it builds up our relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. And there's the horizontal aspect where we encourage one another. Yeah. You know, when we sing a song about by God being faithful, mm-hmm. and we sing a song about Him uh, being with us, or maybe looking forward to 
um, man, the day that we're going to see him, that's encouraging to yeah. one another because you never know what the person beside you mm-hmm. or around you has been going through. You don't know their struggles. You don't mm-hmm. know their seasons of suffering. Mm-hmm. And by you singing mm-hmm. that and testifying to that, uh, that's an encouragement, man. Yes. That's certainly encouraged oh, me and my personal walk. And I know that, um, that that's, that's also just built up the church. And the two are not mutually exclusive either, yeah, vertical and horizontal. Because when we think about it, uh, you know, when we are partaking in horizontal worship and we're edifying the church, that in and of itself is an act of worship towards God. So if we are being horizontal in our worship and edifying yeah. the body of believers, we are then also yeah. being vertical because that's bringing glory to God and that's an act of worship yeah. in and of itself. And just to take a minute, we, as the church, we have to destroy this idea of we the, the fact that we gear the gathering towards you just having a good personal experience mm, yeah that's worship My own is personal cor- wor- worship experience no yeah, you yeah. can worship personally yeah, that's right outside of the corporate gathering yeah. and you do worship personally sure. in the context of the gathering yeah but the purpose of us getting together each week that's corporate yes. worship the main the main way you should come into a corporate worship service should be how do i worship god and you will lift the lord high when you yeah. sing and when you hear the word being preached but you should come in with an others-focused mentality. Yeah. That's mm. the highest form of worship when you come into a corporate worship gathering is how am I edifying the body of believers through through lifting my voice, uh, through how am I taking in this preaching and how is this going to change my life to yeah. where I'm going to be a better church member and a better member of the body of Christ through yeah. these, through, through this event. So, you know, I just, I, I hate to say it, man, there's before I really had a lot of worship education. That's what I thought we came to church for. That was our moment to connect with God, to block every, to kind of block everything. And honest, and I'm not bashing worship leaders that say this because it, just, it happens a lot. I've said it before. <laughs> yeah. I've said it before. I know where you're going. Hey, just block, just block, just block everything it's else. It's just out you and the Lord right in now. the room right now. It's just you and God in the room. And it's like, if I'm a non-believer, I'm that, like, yo, bro, what's this dude saying? This isn't it. That's this so offensive true. to everybody else who's standing in the room. Worship <laughs> is corporate. That's the right. singing, the preaching, the Lord's Supper, I love it. it's all corporate and so that's that's the 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 kind of together mindset that we mm. need to have when we come into corporate worship but real quick I want to break down what that means yeah. on an individual level like okay this is what corporate worship is this is what we come in to do now as we do that what is that like why should we do that what is that yeah. going to mean in my own life like so so let me give you a few different um a few different reasons why and and kind of what corporate worship should do in our hearts when 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 we come to it and uh, the first one and this is one of the most important these aren't in any particular order so all these are going to be important but corporate worship should wake us up mm-hmm. Okay, let me explain what I mean. I mean, mean that corporate worship wakes us up because throughout the week we tend to lose focus on the Lord. Man, it, it, life can life can be crazy in so yeah. many different circumstances. Uh, you, you could have um, you could have a job that you hate. Mm. Uh, you could have really tough family circumstances happening, a really tough health situation that you're dealing with, and all those things can cause you to lose sight of the Lord and to really fall into a spiritual fog. Even 
like, this is going to sound crazy. Even weeks, like if I go on a vacation or something and I miss a gathering for, for a week, there's something, uh, there's something about that to yeah. where I wasn't in corporate worship that week. And you have this fog that kind of comes over you because you lose focus on the Lord and, and you don't partake in those things together. So when we do gather together, it's yeah. supposed to be a celebratory experience and it's supposed to revive and refresh you and wake you up yes. spiritually and to bring you out of that fog. Yeah. And there's something man, I can te- I, I mean I can testify, talk about glorified if I testify. I yeah. can testify to that where I've come in to worship with just so much on my mind and I've just been in a feel like it's, you know, a spiritual fog. Yes. And then you come in, dude, you hear God's people sing his praise and you just you hear that with your ears and you yeah. you know, you're you have the preaching of the word that challenges your heart, and you just walk out different. Yes. Um, and here's the reverse of that. And this has been a danger in this season. Hmm. When you miss out on that, yeah. If the per- one of the purposes of corporate worship is to bring you out of that fog, if you're missing hmm. corporate worship, yeah. you can stay in that fog. It's tough. Man. Yeah. That's yeah, been a tough ahead. part. Yeah, that's been a tough part. You know, obviously in this season. Of, of the coronavirus and not being able to gather physically or yeah. um, at least having to limit that for the safety of, of others. That's been so difficult yeah. um, to, to walk this, this tension because, yeah. you know, we do see this commandment in, in Scripture mm. to, to, to not neglect the gathering of the saints. Don't mm. neglect nope. meeting together, right? And that's what we're going to talk about next, yeah. but but we have this commandment, and so it's been a difficult line to walk because, of course, yeah. we recognize there's a serious problem. There's a, there's a pandemic. How do, we, how do we walk with that tension? Because we know what it does for our souls when we gather as mm-hmm. brothers and sisters in Christ, yeah. um, what that does to refresh us and, and to revive yeah. us. And we, we look forward mm-hmm. to being able to do that um, in, in a way that's uninhibited once yeah. again. If you see people that... Fall away from the faith. Hmm. This is getting really real right here. I've had friends that have fallen away from the faith. The number one sign, the indicator that that's starting to happen, is you start missing the corporate gathering each week, and you're you're not being reminded of other, you know, from other people what you believe. And and man, it, it's it's super super stuff, dangerous. Yeah. You know, you just touched on this. The second big reason we should attend corporate worship, and it's important for us, is this is simple. It's commanded. Yeah. You just hit on the Hebrews 10 passage that tells us not to forsake the weekly gathering. And let me let me kind of take this spin on it. The believers that received this command in Hebrews 10, we don't know who the author of Hebrews was, but we kind of knew the circumstances in which it was written. He talks about persecution. And we, we know that the believers were facing intense persecution. So if we know the, the believers in the church that were the recipients of this letter were facing intense persecution, and this is still a command, hmm. that means that the command to gather outweighs any pain or danger that could be factored into meeting. Hmm. Wow. Okay, you know, and I think that that's, that really, that hit me when, yeah. you know, when, when I thought about that. And, man, it was really tough. Let's just, I don't want to keep harp, harping on the whole COVID era because, you know, we're 2021. It's hopefully... Yeah. We're new hopefully, year, new me. New year, new me. But, I mean, really, we should be thankful 
You can disagree with me on this. This, okay. is, this is this is fine. We should be thankful, one, that we could gather online during the season, and we could still gather in a sense. It wasn't the same, but we could still gather, accomplish some of the purposes of corporate worship, yeah. and, um, and still be edified in, in, in that way. But I feel like if that wasn't an option, and we still had this pandemic, I'm going to argue there we would have had to still find some way mm. to meet. Yes. Um, even if, and not compromising everybody's safety right, in a right. dumb, stupid way, yeah. but there might have had to be some personal sacrifice of, we'll try to be distant the best, you know, the best we can. We'll yeah. try to, 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 to stay, we'll be outside, we'll do all these things. But I just really feel like if this was written in a time of intense persecution where the threat of them being thrown in jail yeah. or the threat of them being killed for being yeah. caught in a local gathering, if it was written during this time, I don't think there's anything that can say, uh, well, maybe during, you know, maybe for a couple years, you know, you just should you just shouldn't meet at all yeah. and make any attempt. And I think us doing online things was us making an attempt Absolutely. to, to Absolutely. do that. And and, and I but I'm saying we have to sometimes we we must place the priority of the gathering not the gathering service but the l- right, corporate gathering right. over our own personal i hate to say safety circumstances yeah. is a good way and interest and mm. i'm going to go off on a tan i'm going to go yeah. off on a tangent here you know because yeah. I, when i was a when i was a kid uh, i played AAU basketball my dad um, we had the championship games on Sunday because you start the tournament on Fridays, and every weekend the championship games oh, would be on Sunday for the man. weekend. I never played on a Sunday because Jeez. my dad always – I was the only kid on the team. Wow. I felt like an idiot at the time. Yeah. Looking I mean, back, yeah. I'm ex- I, I can't tell you how thankful I am yeah. for that. Absolutely. and But maybe that's why your basketball career didn't take off. That, you yes. I mean? you, yes. That, that could be why. Uh, or it could have been – other reasons yeah it could have been that i was six five and couldn't dunk a basketball <laughs> that could have been the that could have been the main that could have been the thing but right, seriously, hit us with a couple more yeah hit us with just, a couple yeah more. let me hit you with a couple more um th- just really quick it gives us affirmation and i've already hit on this when we gather when we sing and we all are singing about the same mutual truths when we hear the same thing being preached and it's just a reminder i'm not crazy this isn't something i'm making up in my head but this yeah. is there's a uh, you know there's 500 other people in this room that believe the same thing as me and that's there's something empowering Absolutely. about that. We weren't we were created for community, yeah. you know. And you see that in Genesis too. We were created to to be in fellowship with one another. And I think fellowship is a very important aspect of the Christian walk. And fellowship is impossible when you're in isolation. Mm, yeah. So um, I think that there's just something about being encouraged and affirmed yeah. in our faith. And, and you know, that's one of the things that we weren't able to accomplish. I would say effectively while online, you know, we're watching the sermon or we're, we're worshiping, we're singing along on TV, mm-hmm. you know, but we're not able to see others, you know, of course, outside of our immediate family, you know, worshiping or participating. And so, you know, we've used the phrase lately, online will never replace on campus. Mm-hmm. Nope. It's, it's a great tool. Praise mm-hmm. God yep. that 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 yep. we were able to do that. Seriously, yep. so thankful for that. But here is clearly online will never replace on campus yep. uh, for these simple reasons that we've listed today. Uh, and of course, many more. Hmm. Let me this this final one, Jacob, it gives us double 
joy is how I would describe this. Uh, A uh, there's a Swedish proverb that says a shared joy is a double joy, and let me tell you why, man. I last year, um, or let's this past Super Bowl, I uh, I watched it by myself at my house, as many probably did. My wife went away, did something. I was literally sitting by myself. And there, it wasn't a super exciting Super Bowl, but as things were happening, I wasn't going to get up and be like, yeah, yeah. let's, let's, oh, yeah, go Chiefs, or yeah. go, who's the other team? Buccaneers. The Bucks. Go, the go Bucks. Yeah. Um, however, I remember, you know, last year I watched the LSU National Championship, and I, I drove all the way down just to watch it with my, with my parents and my family and stuff like that. And you're just so much more into yeah. it because every you're in the room, you're reacting with with other people, and That's you're great. sharing that joy together. Yeah. Um, you know, there's something different about watching a football game by yourself on the yeah. couch versus watching it with a bunch of friends or being there with eighty thousand people, which I don't yeah. know if that'll ever happen again, yeah. but. It's a different experience, and that's sure the same is. way with corporate worship. Definitely. I guarantee you, if you tried to worship watching on your couch, and then you came in person, yeah. it's a different, it's a completely different Definitely. experience, and it gives you, I would say, way more joy. Yeah, I love and it that. It just fills you more. Shared joy is a double joy, something Shared like joy. that. Yeah, Swedish proverb. Yeah, Swedish. Found proverb. that on the internet. I love it. So it has to be true. Yeah, it has to be true. It very well could not be a Swedish <laughs> proverb. It could be written by some like stoic sage that's, that's not right. even a Christian, and I could just that's be right. heretical here. But it is what it is. But but I agree. I agree. Shared joy, that shared joy that that we have when we gather as brothers and sisters of Christ, uh, collectively singing our praise to God, uh, primarily sitting under the teaching of God's Word, worshiping Him through giving, uh, observing the ordinances of Lord's Supper and baptism, all those. Uh, man, what what a, what a joy it is to be able to gather and how thankful we are to be able to do that. And I guarantee you, we're never going to take that for granted nope. again. Nope. We are never going to take nope. that for granted again. Nope. nope, absolutely not. So I hope that today, as you've listened, that you have... Um, been encouraged. Hope that you have uh, learned a little bit about the necessity of corporate worship. And and we do thank you so much for for tuning in and listening uh, to this second season of Stone by Stone. We hope that you've been enjoying the new format. And uh, hey, if you want to, hey, leave us a rating and review. Okay? Listen, I heard that on all the podcasts. Everybody that's cool says it. I've just always wanted to say it. Leave us a rating and review. iTunes, Spotify, Right? Can you do that on Spotify? I don't know. I don't think you can because no, I, get, I haven't done it yet. I want you to try. Email the Spotify person. Yeah. Also, as we close, I'm really sorry for talking so fast today. I just had so much dang content. Yeah. Like we decided to cover this super lengthy thing that I could have given a three hour talk on, and I try to really squeeze everything into however long this is. I don't. This is probably way over our time. But okay. I apologize. Okay. That's all right. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Again, I'm Jacob. I'm Zach. We'll see you next time.